Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Would you ride a bull? Absolutely. You? Like a real bull. If um, if I didn't have a fight coming up, and I could wear like the face mask and like the chest protector and like the, like the Kevlar stuff, yeah, I'd probably do it. Well, Michael Lane does it for a living. Yeah, see, now that I would not do. There's no way. I'm not that crazy. So let's bring Michael Lane in right now in Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Oh, well, there you go. Brent That's a nice introduction. Former Jags player, current MMA fighter, Austin Lane, my co-host, Michael. And, and I'll ask you the same thing that my wife always tells me to ask Austin Lane when it comes <laughs> to MMA and being in a cage. Like, why do you do that? <laughs> that's the question. That's how we start. Why do you do this? Yeah, you know, and that's a that's a great question because um, we're riding, we're we're a lot into motivation and positive stuff, and you have to have a why for everything that you do in life. And uh, you know, my why my why is it's it's a passion that I've done for such a long time, and it provides a a good life for my family coming up. Well, you're coming to Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, how fun is this to be able to get, you know, doing what you're doing, but out in front of fans again after the last year? I mean, it's uh, that's kind of what, why you do what you do as well, I would assume. Part entertain, you feed off that crowd. Uh, what will it be like in Jacksonville? Oh, yeah. We're we're always excited to come to the Sunshine State and just enjoy all its weather. And the atmosphere always, the energy is always good in Florida. So we're always looking forward to it. Michael, when we're talking about like what makes a great bull rider, obviously, you know, you know, you, you can't have that fear. But like, is it the grip strength? Is it just the overall body strength? Is it the size? Like, what makes a great bull rider? Oh, just the time, the time that you put into it, and and like anything, not only the time that you put into it, but what you've done with that time. Um, I always tell a lot of people. Ten years ago, it was just cowboys that went home and worked on the ranches and and that's what they did and then they went and rode bulls on the weekend <laughs> and nowadays it's it, we're turning more into professional athletes like if you're in the top 35 in the world you're spending most all your week at home training and preparing for the weekend well and michael and how do you prepare right because like my co-host said i mean I, I do mma you know if i'm getting ready for an mma fight i just can't go in and spar super hard every single day because that's going to take a toll on my body and by the time the fight comes around i won't be ready to perform from a bull riding perspective like are you riding that bull like pretty much every single day or is there other things that you do to get ready like what what, what is like your training regiment like yeah, i guess so- so in my younger age, I did get on a lot of bulls, and you have to do that, like I said, just putting in the time. You have to get on a lot of bulls just to get the feel of it. But as I've gotten older and I rely on more riding to pay pay my bills and take care of my family, I realize not being healthy, if I'm not healthy, I can't pay my bills. So I don't get on as many practice bulls. Um, I have a, a bull at home that's you, it's a, a, a barrel that we bought that you buy out of Canada. And it just simulates how a bull bucks. Hmm. I ride that every single day. But I wake up in the mornings and I do like a two-hour kind of lightweight body training. And then I do hot yoga at lunchtime. And then that evening I'll do like conditioning, jump rope, and mix that in with my barrel.
Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, Michael Lane uh, tell, taking us a little bit behind the scenes. He'll be in town for the uh, PBR Jacksonville Invitational this weekend. Tickets available, by the way, on Ticketmaster uh, to check it out. And, and listen, uh, watching these guys do their thing is fun. Uh, I always say this, Michael. I say in all seriousness, and people don't believe me, Austin played football uh, in the NFL, and now he's in a cage from the football standpoint, I wouldn't play the game for a million dollars in a series. I wouldn't do it. It's yeah. just too violent. I'm, and I'm, I guess I'm that much of a wuss. Uh, would I be better off getting a million dollars to ride a bull one time? Should I do that if given the option? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, it. It, it would it would have a it would be a tough a tough challenge not not knowing anything and and just going into it like that I know there was an NFL player I wish I could remember his name uh, it's been a few years back but he actually came to one of the events and and got on the bull it was the, the bull days I do and he lasted like two seconds but it was just a really cool he wanted to experience it and do it and and they let him come to the the biggest level of bull riding and do it. <laughs> Yeah, that was really cool. That is See, cool. I'd be doing like, like a calf or something. I wouldn't be doing the bull. Like, there's no way. I, I would say like, I rode a yeah. bull, and it would be like a cow. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was saying, it, it was a bull. Like, yeah, just, well, you can. just for the story. I think for a million bucks, just, I think they'd check. Yeah, well, and then I would Photoshop myself on like a real bull. Like, that's what I would do. Yes. You know, I, I, I've always been like super interested of the psyche of any kind of professional athlete. And when we talk about bull riders, like, you know, when I played football, you had to get psyched up, right? I played defensive linemen. It's all about intensity. It's all about physicality. So, like, you get to a frame of mind, like, where you're amped up and you're ready to roll. With bull riding, like, do you find yourself going into that kind of mode, too? Or is it a little more, like, relaxed and just, you know, breathe through it to kind of focus on what you're doing? I guess, is it more physical or is it more mental at the end of the day? Definitely. It, it, it definitely requires both. Yeah. But if you don't if you don't have the mental aspect, the physical aspect can't play its part. So yeah, you go into it and you just shut everything off. You don't hear the crowd, you don't see nothing. You're just focused on how calm your mind was at in hot yoga that week and how simple <laughs> your thoughts were at that point. So you you really just keep everything simple and calm. So the things that you you teach your body throughout the week, your brain can take a hold of and just naturally react. Because if we have to think the bull is going left or right there's not a chance in the world that that we're going to make that happen everybody has to react to what he's doing isn't that crazy brent trying to turn off your mind essentially like you're in yoga yeah on top of a bull and it makes That's sense to me. that it does make sense, sense. Well, right? easier said than done well though. no i couldn't do it i just say it makes <laughs> yeah. sense like it yeah. does make sense a great For comparison sure. I, I i listen to all the athletes we talk to and everybody does yoga now and and i think about what michael's talking about right now and uh, you probably say that to people and they say what you do what you do yoga isn't it crazy <laughs> yeah, how much sure. of a, a thing like you even said like it's transitioned to where you take care of your body like mm -hmm. like a professional athlete but that's a new transition in in your world too much Michael, but yoga is very much a part of that. It's it's like you said, hey, I do yoga 10 years ago. They'd be laughing at you. And now it's like oh, it's yeah. part of the I mean, routine. Three years ago, they were laughing at me until I took them with me, and then they respected me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild thing, like in, in the sports world, how many people utilize it. And I could see how that would help you. Hey, you're from Virginia, man. How many bull riders are from Virginia? I think bull riding, I think Texas. I think Wyoming. I think Montana. I think I don't think Virginia very much. Yeah, and and most people are that way. I I grew up um, in North Carolina, pretty much ever since I graduated high school, and there was a lot of bull riders at that point in time. That that's been ten years ago, and you know just 
things have faded off. They've gotten hurt or the drive just hasn't been there or, you know, the, the, the wrong paths. And it's narrowed down to where there's very, very few of us. But I have so many brothers that I've made throughout the years over the country that, that I don't feel like I'm any different just because of where I'm from. When I show up, I, I feel the brotherhood of all my, my buddies that I've been around my entire life. So, yeah, there, there's not a lot of guys out here. And a matter of fact, I think, you know, in to make the world finals from Virginia, there's only ever been two guys total. Wow. Wow. How about that? That's a exclusive company then. Michael Lane with us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Wrapping up with you, man. Unleash the Beast PBR Jacksonville Invitational coming up this weekend at the arena. You can get the tickets at Ticketmaster.com. It's fun spending some time with you. Now, don't say Jacksonville here. I'm not. You got to eliminate Jacksonville. But what's your? I've seen some rodeos like in Wyoming. Uh, saw one like this uh, Friday night thing in in a place called Carefree Arizona, which was kind of cool. We took the family to. Uh, I've seen some. And and bull riding in in various places, which is neat. Do you have a favorite place to ride? Where you're like, man, you got to. If you were going to tell Austin and I to go experience it and watch it and feel it, where what would you say? Uh, Cyan Frontier Days is probably Frontier it, Days. It's one of the biggest biggest ones going on, and it's it's just a, a western atmosphere. It's a really big venue. It's been going on for a, a really long time. So Cheyenne Frontier Days is, is something that people always remember when they go there. I've been there too, man. And that's, oh, that's I thought you were going to say that. I didn't mention that on my list. But I thought, I was like, I wonder if that is big, as big to the, the bull rider as it is to uh, the fans. All right, leave us with this. Where is bull riding as a sport? Like, give us a like a temperature check on it. Is it thriving? Is it doing well? Is it are there things transitioning? I mean, all sports have these moments. Where do you see it as a as a guy who's world class and thirty one years old? Where's the sport of bull riding at? Bull riding's growing leaps and bounds. Um, me being in it for ten years from the time I started till to where we're at now, it's it's crazy to see the way that things change, the way the athletes handle it. Uh, and, and what's really elevated is that, that I think you y'all will think this is cool is the Brazilians are uh, a world class athletes. They're very very good at, at riding their bulls. And with that being said, they leave their own family, they leave their own country, they come to our our country with one thing on mind, and that's ride bulls. And they work as a team. So that's it's really cool to see them. But that's all that's done for us is just elevate us and and made us better. And it's just made the sport grow as well too. That's pretty cool. I lied to you. I do have one more question. Is there a bull that you like don't want to ride this weekend? Like, how much homework do you do on the bull? <laughs> Any scouting? Yeah, there's, yeah. Always, there's always this one when you walk up. You're kind of like, man, I hope that one's not mine. But you know, we don't ever really think about that. It it don't matter. All that will matter is the the bull that's beside my name. I just have to do my job and riding. No matter what his stats are, I still have to do the same thing. And Michael like Lane, it. get it done this weekend, man. Have a lot of fun. We appreciate you taking a few minutes. Awesome. Thank you all for talking with me. All right. That's uh, Michael Lane, uh, PBR Jacksonville Invitational. Unleash the beast in town uh, this weekend. I have been to some. I like the I like bull riding. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fun. Yeah. And we were out in Wyoming. We went to the Frontier Days. Uh, I missed a little bit of camp that year, and we actually built – that was when we went to Yellowstone with the okay. family. went out there, and we kind of drove all through the state of Wyoming. Yeah. And they say place – you, you know this. Uh, Cody, Wyoming is known okay. for – bull riding and rodeos yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. too. We didn't go there. That's like on the eastern part of Yellowstone. But Cheyenne is where the frontier days are. Mm-hmm. And 
somebody here actually at TPC at one time told me, yeah. you got to go out to this thing. Yeah. And so we did. And we built it around like Eric Church was performing. Oh, there you and go. So, um, so we met some friends that lived like an hour away. We went there and we saw the whole atmosphere. We didn't necessarily lock into the rodeo. We, sure, we sure. Could, the timing didn't work out. So we ended up going to a different rodeo a couple of hours away when our trip was kind of winding down. But I could t- that wouldn't be surprising. Like that's where it's at. Like yeah. in that sport is the uh, frontier days in Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's it, it's a like, again, I wouldn't do it. But I always yeah. say this, like I could have grown up, I could have grew up in like Wyoming or Texas or mm-hmm. one of those around it. Like yeah, I yeah. feel like I could. Like, I, I lo- there's something about it that I like. Like I, I love it. I just wouldn't do it. I think those guys are, in a good way, kind of crazy. One, one of the very one of the cool things about going to Murray State was the fact that they had their own rodeo team. They did. So yeah, so like they would compete against colleges, and like we would go watch the rodeo team compete. You know, that was everything. It was like the barrel racing, uh, calf roping, and then obviously the bull riding as well. So that that was always a, was a cool thing. I mean, I, I watched it as a kid as well because we have them in Wisconsin. You yeah. Know, by us, there's like the rodeos and everything. So like, I grew up with it, but it was cool to see like on a collegiate level of like you know competition as a team. I, I was, you know, it's funny you say you grew up around like I didn't. I mean, yeah. I, was, I went to school in Ohio, but I mean. I don't have bull riding in Rhode yeah, Island, there, I hate to tell you. Like, yeah, there was a big annual rodeo every single year. That's about like 20 miles down the road from us. That they, they would have. They call it the manual rodeo. It's like the Midwest rodeo. Well, check it out, Ticketmaster.com for the event this weekend. Couple days of it. Uh, kind of cool. Like all these events are happening now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is, you know, and, and more and more and more and more people are going to be allowed into all these places and, and the sporting events. So that's pretty neat. You know, you bring up, you saw said rodeo. I, I would say some people are like, wow, they have rodeo, college team rodeo. Yeah. I thought about this the other day, and it's probably too early. This might be a topic for a little bit down the road, but there are sports popping up like left and right that you wouldn't 10 years ago have considered a sport. And I'm not saying rodeo is one of them, mm-hmm. but you know, from obviously the spike e-gaming ball? world, right? Okay. Spike ball is a yeah. great one, right? That's yeah. a great, listen, hey, I, hey, ESPN. I will tell you, I'll tell you this, you Stop. know, okay. my what? kids, Okay. this is again, you're 33 now, you're getting old. I am. The 16 year old kids. Sure. Love playing spike ball, man. Oh, I see it. They yeah. love it. I, hey, I watch on ESPN. I yeah. know, and you can watch it on ESPN. It's kind of not a great watch. Thank you. Well, that's all I'm saying. Spike no. ball is a great. It looks like I've never played it before. It looks fun on the beach. So they'll play for hours. Yeah, it looks like I will play for hours. It looks like a blast. On ESPN, though. It, it it didn't do it for me. On ESPN, though. There are some things that I can say, okay, I see why that's on TV. Yeah. And I see why some people, even if I don't like it. Yeah. That's not one. Like, I thought that would play a little better maybe on TV, but yeah. it really doesn't. Cornhole on ESPN? You know, I mean... Yeah, but there's I'll, still something about cornhole that kind of locks you in. Well, and here's why, because we've yeah. all played it. Like, we sure, all have played yeah. spike so you, ball. you appreciate greatness. And you're like, well, that guy's unbelievable. Correct. Like, you can tell, like, how do you get that I, good at that game, right? I once saw a guy sink, like, it was, like, 12 rounds in a row yeah. of, of cornhole. And, yeah. and that's... So there's an appreciation for that. Sure. I don't know if we all know and haven't played. Like, I've never played spike ball. We have it. Yeah. Ty plays it, but I don't play it. So I don't have an appreciation for what makes at, you good at it. As, you know? As somebody that's played it, I've watched it, and I, I just sit there like, oh, my God, they're so good. Like, really? this really? is insane. This is so cool. Yeah. It's... it's even watching like just a few little clips of it, I'll sit there on my phone and watch the whole thing and be like, "How are they See, doing that?" But I play a lot of video games. That I can't like to me, it's not. I See, don't know. I do that. I'll, I'll do that so too. Like if I'm into a game, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go watch this guy play and see if I can." So you learn watch anything. people play. See, I still don't get that phenomenon of watching people. I don't. Play video we should talk to my son about that one. I think well, no, but they're all everybody. I mean, listen, Twitch is a thing because yeah. of that, isn't I it? I know. I know. But I think they watch for in. Like, like I feel and listening like, to our show right. and watching. Well, Ooh. they're streaming it and, and learning. Um, but I think, you know, when I watch somebody play a video game, I'm doing it because I'm trying to learn their their 
you know, whatever. Oh, how they no, made a move. But, okay, I don't I think, but I don't think kids are watching doing me that. play in Pac-Man. But like, yeah, if, you were, right. if it, when ESPN two had like the national, I forgot what even video game it was when they were airing. The, they had Street Fighter on before. I sure, love Street Fighter. Sure, yeah. But like, would you watch that? On See, ES- no, because I'm not worried. Like for me, I was worried about a specific game. I got you. Like Street Fighter, yeah. I'd be like, oh cool, that that's cool that it's on there and good yeah. for them for the exposure. But I'm not gonna watch it because I'm not trying to get better at Street Fighter. I'm gonna yeah. tell you this in our business, right? For I've been doing this for 20 years and TV, like you have these let's just say slower times of the year yeah. and you go find like some interesting things like interesting sports uh, you know obviously you're going to cover the basketball the football the baseball and now that's even expanded it's a uh, softball and lacrosse and and whatever else so, you know track and field all this i mean this, there's a bunch of sports that I would i would call traditional sports sure right and lacrosse is kind of a new tradition of that even softball is kind of somewhat new if you're really in mm-hmm. terms of fast pitch it's not that old mm-hmm. so Let's just say 15 years ago, I'm in Albany, New York, and I'm on a slow day looking for a story, and somebody tells me, hey, do you ever know, like, Frisbee golf? Have you ever heard of it? Oh, yeah, disc right? golf, man. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that was, like, the new thing. Yeah, right? I and, remember that. And disc golf, and mm-hmm. I know people listening probably like, hey, Brent, it's really, like, 30 years old. I get it. Yeah. But it was becoming more of a thing. Hey, you know what else would pop up? Like, kickball leagues. Sure. Like, kickball became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just stuff you played at recess mm-hmm. and at your kid's five-year-old birthday party. It was like, it's a thing. Like, there are adult leagues for kickball. So we would do those stories. So the point of this conversation is now, like, I could do stories on stuff like you wouldn't even have thought would exist Yeah. 15 years ago. That's my point. There are sports popping up. And just like, what is that? Well, I'll tell you the most popular one. Mm-hmm. And again, this one might have an origination way back further. But it's it might be the fastest growing sport out there. You know what I'm going to say? Recreational, fastest growing sport out there that people play that is definitely not mainstream. Coos, you're down St. Augustine a bunch. They do this a lot in St. Augustine. Oh. You were about to Volleyball? say? No. Close. Uh, not really that close, but. I got nothing. Pickleball. Oh, uh, okay. Pickleball. Pickle, I don't know. If, oh, they made like, us play it's, that it's in like high tennis, school. right? It's tennis, but smaller yeah, than everything. Um, they, they, they have they, it they, everywhere. They have a league. If, they're building, if they are building a new community center, yeah. like go to, and they're building a lot of them in Jacksonville, yeah. I almost guarantee you they I'm have trying. a pickleball court at that so place. So pickleball, it's like it's a shorter net, right? And it's a bigger, it's like a ping pong paddle, right? I'm trying to. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't I know if it's exactly. I, I think it's bigger than a ping pong paddle. But yeah, but yeah. you're not wrong. It's small. It's, it's a it's, it's a bigger version of, it's somewhere between ping pong and tennis. Yeah. And it, it's a bigger <laughs> tennis ball, right? It's like a. Right? I uh, don't think the ball. Okay, the, okay, same. Man, I'm tr- I remember playing it as a kid. I just can't remember what it looked like. Yeah. Okay. I don't Pickle know. Ball. I don't know how long it's been out. Yeah. But I can tell you this. I don't know if the numbers support it. It might be like the fastest growing sport out there. Do you know what the one sport I'm surprised never made it big? And Coos is probably applies a little more to you than it does to Brent. Beer pong. Post I'm Malone surprised. Has a huh? Post Malone has a league. Oh, there you go then. But like, I'm surprised beer pong never made. And obviously, yeah. you're not gonna drink beer on. on well, they on have spin offs now without yeah. the beer. Yeah. But it's really, obviously really? originated. Yeah. Somebody Where? bought like the kids for their birthday. It was something. It was like the beer pong set without okay. the beer. I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, like, it wasn't solo cups either. I feel like <laughs> with you know, I feel like with the youth that would have been a big thing. Yeah. But well, I, I guess think Post Malone's got a. I guess I. I'm just too old. I don't, I don't know what the cool stuff is. You haven't been on yeah, a college campus in, in a while on a Thursday. Well, hey, I was on college game day a couple of years ago at UCF. <laughs> and were they playing beer pong? No, because remember that they, they, they outlawed them from drinking during the day. Oh, because 
He does. Um, UCF. He, he, he uses the beer pong thing more of like an interview setting. So oh, it's I got not you. A it's it's an actual league. Yeah. I got you. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. The freaking Jacksonville Jaguars are 14 and 12 all time against one of the best organizations, quite frankly, in all of sports. Austin Lake. Get him, Brent. Get him, like, Brent. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. In this situation, a lot of people, Alan, don't can't really grasp how it affects other things within Jacksonville's organization, from whether it's front office people to the locker room. Who disagree. To disagree, and they disagree because there's so many other players that have tried to play in the NFL within the last two seasons, let's use it. And here you are at that position. Right. And here you are signing a guy, whether you keep him or not, you're still giving him an opportunity in the offseason to show you what he could or could not do. When there's other guys that are out there that have been cut by teams or not even picked up by teams, right. there's guys that after the draft are still waiting to be signed by NFL teams just to get into camp and show if they belong. That were major college football players for their universities at that position. I don't have the list in front of me, but I bet you whatever amount you want to bet that there are guys at the tight end position that were good in college that are looking to get signed to show that they belong. You're probably right, Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn, Jay Williams, Zubin in the morning on ESPN, 6, 96 a.m. until 10 a.m. To me, this that's the one thing about the Tebow stuff that's like, it's an easy go-to. It's just crazy. That it's we- hard to argue against, like, hey, you might be taking a guy's spot. No, no. Mm-mm. Let's put this to bed right now because we agree on this thing. And I'm very passionate about this, okay? He's not taking anybody's spot. If you're good enough, they're going to find you. Yeah. doesn't matter if you're coming from Canada. doesn't matter if you're a D3 prospect who played at Stevens Point, Wisconsin. If you're good enough, they're going to find yeah, you. Yeah, I believe that, especially this day and age. Yeah. And so, and so the whole, I disagree that whole with thing, that whole I think thing. it's a lazy narrative. Thank you. Right? It's like, okay, you're, you're, if that's what you got to lean on, well, then you just don't like the idea of it. Or, or you, I, I don't even say you don't like Tebow. You don't like the idea of Tebow. You don't like the whole things with Tebow. Whatever it might be. But I just think that's a lazy one. I really do. And, and I'm glad you agree. But, um, I, because I do think you're right. You know, here's the deal, Austin. The next guy, he's going to get an opportunity as well if, if Tebow stinks. You know? know? And if Tebow's good enough, well, Tebow's going to make it. You know? And they're going to make roster moves, by the way. There's going to be other opportunities. And I, I just, I think that one's a pretty uh, pretty lazy narrative on that front. And Tebow might offer you – I think you could make the case this. Does that other guy offer you the opportunity to do some things offensively that maybe Urban Meyer envisions? I don't even know what that is. Like I, I don't know if he's going to even utilize him in any other ways, and I know you don't like the Taysom Hill stuff, but I'm just asking that, that question. Like it, Zach Miller, did he get the opportunity to transition here in Jacksonville to tight end because he might have been able to do some fun things? That was the birth – not the birth, but it was around the birth of the move tight end. That's why he got the opportunity in Jacksonville, yet he was a bit of an experiment. Did he take it a, – a, possible opportunity away from a, a a power five sec guy that had a better resume yeah you're right he did he did and you know what he ended up parlaying that opportunity into a pretty good career and nobody ever said anything about it but his name wasn't tim tebow no uh, exactly um and this is what i kind of alluded to a couple of weeks ago when i went on that giant rant about 
you know, why you shouldn't really hate on this whole Tim Tebow thing if he signs the contract and now we're here and people want to hate on it. Tim, like, I don't understand. Okay, for instance, that was Keyshawn Johnson, right? Yeah. That was okay. Why are we using Tim Tebow as a scapegoat now? Like, wh- wh- why is he the guy? Like, he's the guy now. Where yeah. it's like, oh, he's going to the Jaguars. There's other guys that deserve opportunity. The system's corrupt. This happens all the time. All the time, yeah. You okay? said that. Now, and now the fact that it's Tim Tebow, I get it. It gets more eyes on it. Yeah. But Keyshawn Johnson, man. You you've been in the league. You spent you, you spent a lot of time in the league. You know how these things work. It even worked back when you played. But now to question everything because of Tim Tebow, what are, what are we doing? Yeah, I think here's what I don't like about the Tebow t- story uh, on that side of the fence. Again, you're gonna be critical. You don't believe in it. You think it's he's not gonna make it. That's fine. Like I think that's I, listen. I don't think he's gonna make it. Like, yeah, I, and I, I agree with you as well. And, and I'm certainly I'm not against Tebow getting the opportunity, but I don't think he's gonna make it. I really don't. Like, I've said that, and maybe he'll prove me wrong. But I think there are a lot of people who don't think he's going to make it. But I do have a little I, – I feel like sometimes in our world we have, like, self-righteous world. And I think Keyshawn just came down on the self-righteous world. You know, that's where what side he was on. Mm-hmm. It's like, Keyshawn, like, when you played, did you ever give a damn about the 89th or 90th guy on the roster? Probably not. No? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you didn't? Yeah. Whether it was a tight end receiver or whatever. Yeah. Like, you didn't even give a damn about it. Yeah. Just say throw me a damn ball. Exactly. <laughs> it's the most the way, important thing. That's fine. Like, I, but let's not be all self righteous about like, well, that's a, like you just said, the system is corrupt because Debo's get the opportunity to do Urban Meyer. I mean, it happens in other places. Their names just aren't Tim Tebow, and the guy that brought him in wasn't Urban Meyer. I mean, no, it does happen. If if you're a current player right now, or you're out of college, and you're ticked off because Tim Tebow, quote unquote, took your spot. I hate to break it to you. You probably weren't going to make it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Tough love right there. Yeah. You probably didn't get enough. You probably didn't do enough to get everybody's attention. Exactly. So, so it's tough love. Because once again, I'll reiterate this. If you're good enough, they'll find you. Okay. The, they'll find you in the middle of nowhere. But like, I mean, you know, there, we see these stories out there. There's with the 18 year old kid. Um, who's the, the Houston guy? I don't know. It, it, it was a, the Houston defensive tackle, Akembe Okoye. Wasn't it like we was 18 years old, went to Louisville for a year, and then they drafted him? Something like that. Some crazy story, but they drafted him off potential. If you're good enough or you're intriguing enough, they will give you an opportunity. That's how the NFL works, okay? So if you're a, a, a current player right now who's bitter, don't be, okay? Do some self-evaluation. Do some self-reflection, and then get back to me. If you're a veteran like Keyshawn Johnson who you know is seasoned in the league, who knows how the leagues work – Please don't make Tim Tebow the scapegoat here because I, I can give off example after example where I think, you know what, this guy got signed or this guy let go because of politics, okay? And any player in my position on a, on a sports radio show would do the exact same thing. We all have examples of it. It is what it is. But the difference between me, I guess, and Keyshawn Johnson is I'm not going to look at Tim Tebow and say, well, since Tim Tebow now is in Jacksonville, it's time to call, you know, BS on the NFL and saying, well, why is this happening? Yeah. No. It's not because of Tim Tebow. Like, if the opportunity presents itself, I'll, I'll call it out. But I'm not going to call it out because of Tim Tebow. That's pointless. Yeah. I, I I don't blame Tebow on this front for taking the opportunity. I think if he's good enough, then he'll stick around. I think it's now – I think the criticism that you can now 
claim, and, and some people believe this is already a done deal and kind of like, hey, he's already got a spot. Some people have even suggested they had free agency to sign a guy they didn't. Yeah. They had more draft picks and could have got an earlier, better player than they did, than Luke Farrell, who just signed today, by the way, signed his rookie deal. They yeah. didn't. Was this already in Urban Meyer's mind that this is where we're going because it's Tebow? Uh, all these other different scenarios and maybe even conspiracy theories. I just I think it's I think it's very simplistic, folks. I mean, yes, he's given the opportunity because of Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer actually has a vision of saying, hey, let's try this out and see if it will work in this way, this way and this way. Now, I don't know exactly what that is, but I yeah. think he has more of a vision than, hey, Tim, go out and catch a pass from Trevor Lawrence. I think it's bigger than that. But I also believe that Urban Meyer, who wants to win more than anybody on the planet, is not just giving his neighbor a chance in a roster spot just to give him one. I don't believe that's the case. I think if, if it's time to cut Tim Tebow, Urban Meyer's going to cut Tim Tebow. I, I think Tebow knows that. I think Meyer knows that. And if that doesn't happen because we witness out there on the field when we are allowed to witness, like, this is embarrassing mm -hmm. or that he doesn't even look the part, well, then I think that would be a time to really criticize. You yeah. know, If he looks in a preseason game like he's not beating out the next guy, well, he hasn't earned the equity to be able to just say, okay, you're on the team anyway. There are some players, draft picks, free agency guys that sometimes get outperformed, but they've earned the equity because of where they were drafted or, or how much money they were given mm -hmm. that, okay, you're on the roster anyway. You know, yeah, no, there, that, sure. that exists in the NFL too. Yeah. I don't think Tebow has earned that. And so if we get to August and September and he makes the team and we see it, like in preseason games and on the field all camp, and he didn't really look the part, well, it'll be the time to criticize in that sense, like, now he's really getting an opportunity because he's in the neighbor. You of know? Course, but of I, I don't think there's a chance in heck that if that happened, and I really don't because Urban knows he's got to win. That's, he doesn't want to deal with all that stuff just to say, hey, Tim, you're my buddy. Come on over and play with uh, on our team. I mean, come on. This isn't pick-up football, folks. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just get the sense, like, if, if Jimbo Fisher was the coach of the New York Giants and they said, hey, Kelvin Benjamin, all right, you were, you were wide receiver before. You've been out of the league for a while now, because let's be honest, the, the last couple of years didn't look good. But we're going to bring you back as a tight end. I don't think people are going to be like, well, hang on. Hold on now. There's other tight ends out there. That's like, a good point. Let's relax now. There's other tight ends. Hey, there's this guy from D3. No one's giving him a shot. No. It's like, I get it. Jimbo Fisher knows Calvin Benjamin. Going to give him a shot. Okay. You, you can say it's a like, great analogy. You can say, and once again, it's still different because Riley Cooper got in some trouble. But if Riley Cooper didn't get in trouble, and Riley Cooper was a big dude, like six three, probably two thirty, if Riley Cooper put on some weight and he wanted to be a tight end, he said, "Hey, Urban, give me a shot." If Urban Meyer gave him a shot, yeah, they might be like, "Oh, you know, he's paying favorites." It's who you know. But we don't see this outrage of saying, oh, well, how does Riley Cooper get a shot and nobody else does?" Yeah. No, it's because he knows Urban Meyer. But once again, it's Tim Tebow. It's polarizing. So we got to, you know, we have to call it the entire process of how you sign a guy now in the NFL. Yeah, I think you could do this for days. I mean, I think, listen, you could make the case that are there better receivers right now than what, I don't know, even a guy like Antonio Brown's putting up with all his problems. No, you know, the, I, I, mean, I mean, he's still going to get, you know why? Tom Brady says I want him. Yeah. No, for <laughs> sure. The management might not even want him. Yeah. You know, so it's just the way. Yeah, I think the, your great analogy, Matt Rule might have already done this, by the way. And sure. we, don't even, yeah, know we it. don't even know it. Like Matt Rule might, might have done this with, with somebody from Temple or Baylor. We don't even know it. Yeah. Well, hey, Terrence Knight got a job. You know, he's a defensive line coach in Carolina because he knows Matt Rule. <laughs> Is there a better defensive line coach out there? I don't know, but I guess Matt Rule's playing favorites. Yeah. What, what's up with the system? The NFL.
I mean, by the way, congratulations to Pot Roast. That's awesome for him. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm super happy for him, obviously. Yeah. So that's Listen, great. But and because you get an opportunity, sometimes doesn't mean you're not good for the job. I know. Terrence Knight might be a great coach. Yeah, I'm sure Tim he will Tebow, be. He's going to be. Actually. Maybe he can play tight end. Like and again, we asked that uh, last week one show. It's like, what if he can do it? Sure. You know, John Fox is the guy that came out and said, "Listen, I thought he'd be really good at this." Mm-hmm. You know, but that was ten years ago. Uh, I I understand the doubt on the actual baseline of can he make the roster or not. Like that's a great conversation to have. But the opportunity thing is lazy to me. It's a lazy narrative. It's a self righteous narrative. And like you said, it's not admitting that it goes goes on any every day. Not only in workplaces, but especially in the NFL. Mm-hmm. South Beach Gary on the line right now. Let's get to him. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. What's up, man? Yeah, guys, I haven't thought about Tim Tebow, but first of all, I don't think LeBron James could ever make tight end in the NFL. I'll tell you why. Because he hates contact. I, I, I think, Austin, the first time he went across the middle and some linebacker lights him up, he'd say, the heck with this. I'm worth X amount of millions of dollars. I don't need this. And he'd take that football and he'd run home. Well, no, I mean, that, 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 that was my point. Like I said, NBA athletes, they're, they're fantastic athletes, probably some of the best in the world, but it takes a different type of mentality to play football. I agree with you. Absolutely. And the other thing, guys, I've also heard this narrative, Brett, that, uh, you know, well, the signing of Tim Tebow, that takes the pressure off Trevor Lawrence, which I think is totally ridiculous, guys. Trevor Lawrence has had the spotlight on him since he's 13, 14 years old. Whether Tim Tebow's with the team or not, that's not going to make one iota difference of pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Take away the the spotlight or the pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. All right, South Beach Gary, appreciate it, man. Uh, South Beach Gary going two for two. Yeah, I agree with him there too. Well, and here's what I would say to that though. I'm going to say that with a cat. I don't think it's – if people are saying pressure, then I, I agree with you, South Beach Gary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take the pr- – he's a number one pick, and he can handle all that stuff, and I think that's what's been impressive. I'd hope him. he can handle it, yeah. But I think the most happy guy in the building over the next few weeks is Trevor Lawrence. It's not that he takes the pressure off him. He does take a little bit of the scrutiny of, or media requests and spotlight – potentially off him. I don't know if he will. We might still all be asking for Trevor Lawrence, and everybody wants to hear from Trevor Lawrence, and we should be. But yeah. I'm just telling you, the, the the national folks might really be asking for the Tebow interview or the this interview, and, and the Jags might not give it. The Jags are going – that's one thing about this. I was going to wait to talk about this, but I'll talk about it real quick. I believe the Jags are really going to see what's coming out of Jags headquarters on this, sure. and I think they will really squash this story. I think they will the, the, the Tebow story. Yes, you're uh, yes. To. I think they will do all the. See, see, it's a very it's a very interesting case. Okay, yeah, it we is. did this yesterday. Yeah, and and I want, the dynamic of this is very interesting to me. Yesterday they pushed the story out. Basically, the Jags pushed it out. Mm-hmm. National guys were talking about it, which means the Jags kind of handed it to them <laughs> and said, "Hey, full." Uh, and, and by the way, they handed it to us too locally. I'm just saying this was they kind of tried to push this narrative of hey, full participation or almost full participation in voluntary workouts. And I said this during the show yesterday. That's a big deal inside the building. I think it is. Sure. I think outside the building, it's like well, how many press releases go out when everybody shows up at work? Not really a lot, right? So yeah. it's it's like I don't think outside that was as big a story. Now outside the building, this Tebow thing is massive story. Inside, they're going to do all they can to make it just another story. They're going to—I'm not telling you it isn't. Yeah. They're going to do all they can. They're not going. There's no video coming out of practice today. There's yeah, no video no, of Tim Tebow see, coming out of practice. Today. They have an opportunity if they want to market the hell out of this thing. But Brent, but see, they're I, not going to. See, I disagree though. I disagree with how they announced the entire thing. The Jaguars got a guy in Jamison Houston that they just traded for. Yeah. Did you go on Twitter and see the announcement for Jamison Houston? 
It's a a large, bold bold font transaction. Yeah, yeah. Click on it. Okay, James Houston. How they announced Tim Tebow coming to town? I mean, they called him out by name, and it was, and I quote, we have signed Tim Tebow. Yeah. Roster transaction, Tim Tebow. I want to thank the Jaguars and give a big quote and everything like that. Yeah. That's different. That's it's a shade different. I know Pro Football Focus made that a big thing too. But that, I'm just saying that's acknowledging there, how big it is. Yeah, when well, you do things and I, like and I that. think there's a balance of that. I'm, what I'm telling you is, let's see how many times he talks. Sure. Let's see how much people push that out. I think inside they're going to squash it and not say. Meanwhile, the business side is like, hey, tell the world, man. Tell yeah, the world, I know, right? right? That's yeah. what you are as a marketing engine. You want that out there. It's a it's a great juxtaposition here. The one side of the building's probably like. Push it. Push yeah. it. What number is he wearing? Here we Snow go. jerseys. Here's the ticket number. The other side's like, hey, dude, he's 1 of 90. Hey, he's Jag- 1 of 90. Hey, Jags Twitter, you should go. 25,000 retweets get you a Tim Tebow interview. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's <laughs> We're done. You want anything else? Uh, hey, you, you want anything else, Jaguars Twitter? You good? Is the 85 jersey on sale yet? I know. Is he, you think he's going to stick with 85? No, I can't. Yeah, you got to go single-digit number. Really? You got to go 85? I don't know. Do you like 80? I don't like 85. On on him? No. Mm. (laughs) We'll be back. (laughs) Makes him look thicker. I I know, dude. You're thick enough. Get a single digit. Come on. (laughs) Back Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with a PGA Championship update. Sunshine and Rainbow's on the way. Each and every day, sponsored by A1A Solar. I was going a different, couple of different routes here. You know, I almost did. I got through my hair. I got a haircut and a car wash, like in a total of 20 minutes today. You know, sometimes you go to the haircut, you stuck at there. the same. Was it was like a haircut no, car wash? No, no, it like, who, sounds who like that? it. No, sounds Man. like we could be onto something. But Good I started Lord, to think, yeah. like, I think hair. I wonder if haircut places should be more like car washes. Yeah. Well, you roll through there in five minutes. Don't worry about the 45-minute haircut. Yeah. Just get me in and out of there in like seven minutes. And, hey, you know what? If you screw it up, it will, co- it will grow back. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> like, I, I have that mentality. I don't like to – like I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just It's fine. Like if you cut it great, nice, thanks. If you don't, eh, whatever. It will grow back in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I understand you can't always have that mentality, but I'm not going to prom here. I'm on TV. It's yep, fine. For sure. Uh, so uh, – but anyway, I, that was going to be my sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> and then I also thought about like, you know, how we were talking where to like cook the uncrustable. Haven't done it yet. Oh, there prior. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, you didn't respond. To, I sent you that. I know I didn't respond. I I didn't really even look at it. You I should. was not in a place to look at it and didn't look at it. He he. I never know what's going to pop up when TikTok thing comes through my yeah you can't text. trust well, you can't trust you gotta be in the right you're place you're welcome to kind of ease the worry about that i know so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a look at that well, and i'm doing that. on it too. but i've been really trying to avoid the sugar lately so oh. that's why oh. i kind of stayed away from it so come on Brad, but i might have that. to cheat just for the uncrustable in the air fryer yeah, let's go you can cheat hey burn it off um no respect or a little respect for steak in the air fryer no respect that is a thing people do no n- absolutely zero respect Unless you're doing country fried steak. Very good. It's very good. Like, very good. Like, good job, Austin. You're right. Or no. very good. You put it in the air fryer. Very good. Gross. Don't do yeah. it. Just do it. Well, Have you tried it? Well, it's, it's an oven. I haven't right? well, yet. See, like, I'm telling you. I'm still minutes, confused of what, what an air fryer really does. And excellent. Better better than a reverse here? And I be honest think, now. I think, 
Unless you're cutting a commercial. Okay. The reverse sear is something that in the pandemic I I really became a big fan of. Mastered it. Right? Mm -hmm. Mastered it. And so I think because of the work that goes into it and the time, it almost makes it taste better. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. That's the reason I love anything from the air fryer is it's done in minutes. But I'm telling you, we did it last week. We've now done it twice with the steak. Okay. I did it with a ribeye that were on sale. Oh, Brent. And I think Brent. it was ribeye. No, 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 no. Uh, no, it wasn't a ribeye. It's a good cut of meat um, to go in a fryer. No, that's too much. It was kind of a good cut of meat, but it was like five bucks off a pot. New York Strip? New York Strip. I got you, man. So it was New York Strip. Yeah. And then uh, and then I got some from Costco. Mm-hmm. We always we buy uh, usually that big thing of steaks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whole yeah. yeah. cow they're giving away over yeah, there at yeah. Costco. And so uh, cut the check. did that. The other Steph did it last mm-hmm. night. What do you say? Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. More. <laughs> chef's kiss. Really? I, yeah, I'm telling we're, you. We're, we're giving the steak in the air fryer chef's kiss. I'm more. telling you. I know, I know you guys are not I, – I feel the lack of respect out there for it. Yeah, because like, it, 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 it just sounds like you're cheapening it. I right? understand. Like, it, it sounds like you're cheapening it when you you go through the same process of putting pizza rolls in there as you do with putting I, a steak I, in there. You're right? right. So you see where I'm coming from. I, I, okay. I put a brat in there today, okay? Exactly, So man. I get it. Different cuts of meat, right? I get it. So you see where I'm coming from. And just so saying. I appreciate – the time and the elegance and everything else of cooking the steak yes. in the reverse sear yeah. or on the grill. It's an art form. But why I, waste your time? But <laughs> well, the t- I'm telling <laughs> you, folks, mm-hmm. just try it and thank me later. Okay. That's well, your I, sunshine and rainbow. I have to buy one. To, I'm, I'm going to buy one. Uh, I'll buy one eventually. You don't have an air fryer yet? No. Maybe I'll get one for your office. <laughs> Just think, you go eat, do lunch every day in the cafeteria, in the whatever, with the microwave there. Yeah, yeah. Or just throw it in the air fryer instead. I'm just, I'm so, is it, it's like it's like a giant oven, right? Like, I'm so confused There's with the air fryer. giant about it. Okay, it's, it's, it's like Pretty a small. It's like a small. Yeah, small oven. So it's an oven, basically. Right? No, it's an air fryer. But what is it? I don't think I would call it an oven. Uh, well, okay, Mr. Science, what is the difference between an air fryer and an oven? I have no idea. So basically, you guys have easy bake ovens. Congratulations! Oven. No, 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 you, no, 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 you guys have no, adult no, no. easy bake ovens, <laughs> no, 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 no. and we're bragging about no. it every single day no. on this show. The cool. oven just has hot air in it, where the air fryer is actually pushing hot air through in a smaller area to cook it faster. Mm. Sunshine Rainbow, so- sponsored by A1A Solar. You'll thank me about the steak. You'll thank me for giving you this tip as well. Need a good paying job with a flexible work schedule and benefits? A1A Solar is looking for you. $70,000 is a reasonable first-year expectation salary. Go visit A1ASolar.com. An awesome company to work for. A1A Solar. Go apply now. Visit A1ASolar.com. We'll be right back. Football at 5 on the way.